Hello, America. It's Monday. Do you feel like the weight of the world is kind of on your shoulders that, like, nobody's paying attention? Uh, The whole thing is falling apart. Nobody's doing anything. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, You may be worn out, but there is a new generation that is coming that is remarkable, just remarkable, that seems to inherently get that we're in trouble and they are on high alert and being gathered and taught and uh, protected in universities all across the country. I want to talk to Scott Walker about this organization, what they're doing, how they're looking at a longer game. Also, uh, what he sees on the horizon for us with the Biden administration, the unions, uh, with the spending out of control. What needs to be done? How do we fight it from a guy who knows exactly how to fight it? Scott Walker joins us in 60 seconds. All right. Uh, You know, I don't know about you, but I value my sanity and I'm almost damn insane every day just from the news of the day. I just don't want any more hassles in my life. Uh, And if you are trying to buy or sell a house, oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, between what's going on with banking, what's going on with how here in Texas people are buying sight unseen. It's 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 nuts. It's nuts what's going on. Other places Good luck trying to sell your house. You need a great real estate agent, one that really knows the ropes, knows how to sell a house, has um, a website that is already attracting buyers for houses like yours. So when they post your house, they already have, you know, a group of people that are already looking for a house like yours. They can help you do it with the least amount of hassle, and they're a lot like you. Most of our real estate agents at realestateagentsitrust.com are fans of the program. I can't guarantee that everybody is, but most of them are fans of the program, so they're, they're, they're just like you. Um, and there's, I don't know, when you're looking at a car, I mean a house, it is such a personal thing, and you, you want to be able to have that conversation with your wife or your husband, you know, around a real estate agent or you know the person can at least they at least don't hate your guts do you know what i'm saying real estate agents i trust.com these are the people that will get it done for you in the fastest amount of time uh and they have great track records check them out for yourself this is a free service to you if you're looking for a real estate agent either on the buying or the selling at your house and maybe across the country we can help you find the right one. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. Scott Walker, the former Wisconsin governor, and I mean a cage fighter, a guy who just got things done and really was, in, in my book, a great hope for America. Uh, he ran for president and i think he was out pretty fast which was disappointing he is now the president of the young americas foundation uh and he's here to talk a little bit about that and some common sense scott how are you sir hey glenn thanks for having me on i'm outstanding outstanding great to be with you good um been uh been watching you for a long time obviously following you 
and cheering for you. Uh, I am thrilled that you are now with Young America's Foundation. Tell me a little about the group. For anybody who doesn't know what it is, tell me about the group. And, uh, and then I want to get into our history and where youth are with our history and our future. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. No, as a natural fit, because uh, Young America's Foundation, YAF, has been around for a long time. Uh, actually goes all the way back to William F. Buckley in the 1960s. And uh, Ronald Reagan was one of the earliest leaders, even before he was in elected office, hmm. really focused on college campuses, which is still a primary focus today. But over time, with chapters, with members, with speakers, uh, with conferences, with seminars, with activism, uh, they've grown not only around college campuses today on over 2000 campuses where we provide support for conservative students, but increasingly as well, even in the high school. And mm-hmm. one of the cool things, in addition to all the conferences, we had one just a few months ago in May or to me in Miami uh, and uh, a freedom conference there, because thanks to Ron DeSantis, it was open. And part of the reason we went to Miami was to tell the stories of people who come from Cuba and Venezuela and other places where socialism has failed, will be in August, moving our conference out of D.C. into another free state, uh, the state of Texas and Houston. And we own and operate the Reagan Ranch. President Reagan and uh, Mrs. Reagan uh, were, were good enough to see that handed over to Young America's Foundation to own and operate, not just to have a ranch, a historical presidential site, but rather to have conferences there. So we do all those things. I came here, though, not just to keep those things going, but to do what we're going to talk about, the long game, to say that's not enough, as great as it is. The left is doing far, far more, and we've got to find a way to to counter that, not only on college campuses, but in schools and families and communities all across America. Scott, I don't want to dwell on this, but I I really, truly believe that 100 years from now, this will be viewed when all emotion is gone. This is going to be reviewed, and and the left's plan of attack – I think will be viewed as evil, but absolutely brilliant. It is so well done, so well funded, so well orchestrated. They are way ahead of of anybody else. Uh, and can we fight that? In uh, how? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I am a conservative today because of Ronald Reagan. Equally as important, I'm an optimist because of him. And I know what the left has done, it didn't, as you correctly know, it didn't happen overnight. You you can go back to Saul Alinsky in the 1960s. You can go back even further than that. They've had a systematic march forward to take over our institutions, to take over higher education, to take over K-12 through education, to take over major portions of our culture. We even see it now, as you've talked about for some time, in our communications with the censorship from big tech. And so we have to be involved in the battles of the day. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of battles, particularly Washington, but elsewhere across the country. No way should we concede those battles. But we have to have a focus on the long game to win the war for the heart and soul of this republic. And so that's what our long game proposal is all about. In fact, if people want a copy, I'll send you an absolute free copy today, yaf.org slash long game. It's our 12-point action plan to dig deeper into our colleges, to reach every campus in America, to reach students in new ways, and to go even younger in the high school and the junior high. And we're needed to combat even the efforts that the left is doing to indoctrinate children as young as elementary school. We have to be there. It's not a matter of if we do it, we must do it. Or as Reagan said, we'll look back someday 
and tell our children's children what it was like to once live in the land of the free. That's, That's amazing. Not an option. We've got to protect it. It's amazing how far ahead of all of this he was, and and uh, and I've heard you speak about this with Megyn Kelly, even uh, Bill Bennett, way ahead, way ahead. They yeah. warned us, and we did nothing. Reagan's farewell address. I mean, if you yeah. go back and, and read it, not only did he, you know, rightfully so, like any president would, with the remarkable eight years he had of turning this country around. I remember as a kid feeling proud to be American again and, and seeing the economic rebirth. But he warned us. He warned us specifically. You go back and look at the lines about saying going into the 90s, parents are, are, unapolog- are not unapologetic about being Americans. He, uh, he warned us about the lack of of understanding American history and civic ritual. These are the things that we were warned about. We didn't act on, but instead of instead of just saying he warned us we didn't listen, we've got to pick up that torch and say, no, we even though we're behind, we're going to make up ground. We've got to make up ground. That's what Americans have done in the past. In our darkest hours, we've stood up and we did what we needed to do to preserve this great republic, and that's what we're going to do now. All right. So talk to me a little bit about the generation coming up and and how big of a movement this is. I mean, Stu and I were just talking off the air that, you know, um, the cryptocurrency is the is possibly the currency of the future. And it is the young that are really getting into it. And it shows their lack of trust in government institutions. Uh, and so it, there seems to be a natural uh, bedfellow here on now, you know, let's keep government at, at its uh, place there. We, you know, we see polls that seven in 10 college students want taxpayers to eat their loans, but that's not true. So who who is this next generation? Well, it's interesting. So there's, we just came out with another poll the other day because to, to get to this, as you know, you can't, we can't just cast a net. We've got to know where and when and how to do that. And so during the last year at YF, we've been doing a lot of polling of high school and college-age students, Generation Z, the generation just younger than millennials. And, and it was interesting in a couple of these polls, and one of the topics you just mentioned, student loan debt. So not surprisingly, students like the idea of of uh, the taxpayers, uh, the, in their mind, the federal government, not even taxpayers, picking up the tab and writing off student loan debt. But when you follow up and say, but should someone who didn't go to college have to pay taxes to do that, a majority of those students say no. Uh, if you ask them about the minimum wage, should it be $15 an hour? Sadly, a, a majority say yes. But if you tell them about the Congressional Budget Office report that says as many as 1.4 million jobs would be lost, suddenly that support drops by about 20 points. What my point is in all this and saying is I think students inherently want to believe in, you know, to believe in fairness. But what unfortunately has happened from the earliest of ages, even before they've been in school with videos and other content, mm-hmm. certainly in, in school with their teachers, their textbooks, their curriculum, and God forbid if they go to anywhere but a handful of colleges where they're getting nothing but left-wing professors, they're seen on social media. This is what happens when all they hear is this left-wing indoctrination. The good news is, is we've seen in poll after poll that we've done, is if you give them a counter, if you actually show them what the truth is and you do so in an effective uh, way of getting that information to young people, they tend to move and gravitate that direction. Our problem right now and the reason why the left is involved in cancel culture is they don't want our view to be out there because they know it works. And how is 
how is it that freedom of speech and freedom of thought? I mean, it used to be the man's not going to tell me what to think uh, and what to do. How is it that, for instance, I mean, Eric Clapton was just uh, called out for doing a song against the coronavirus uh, restrictions. When did rock and roll, when did the youth become such in such need of babysitting? Yeah, I'm amazed even, and there aren't many, but there's a few out there. Even a guy like Bill Myers is, is speaking yeah. out against cancel culture because it is inherently un-American. And, and there's really two parts to it in my mind. One, you got to flat out push back against cancel culture. Part of our long game plan includes aggressive efforts uh, to go and not just win in the court of public opinion, but the court of law, because thank God, the U.S. Constitution is still on our side when it comes to free speech. We just recently won a big case of all places, UC Berkeley. And if we can win at UC Berkeley, we can win anywhere in America. Mm. But we shouldn't even have to be in these battles. Free speech is guaranteed in the Constitution. It should be revered in our colleges and universities, and yet it's most under threat. And then, then when we get a chance to have even somewhat close to a level playing field, then we got to go out and and be bold and unapologetic in making our case because we know that conservative common sense ideas work. I proved it in our state. We pushed some of the massive, most significant conservative forms in the nation in a blue state that we temporarily made purple. If it can work there, it can work anywhere in America. I was with Condi Rice on Friday, and we were talking about what she's doing at the Hoover Institute. And I, I told her, I said, Condi, uh, please tell me what I can do. And I want to make the same offer to you. Uh, think about whatever it is, whatever resources I com- you know, I have control of, my time, money, uh, whatever, um, are at your disposal. I believe that this will win if we can um, get the information to the next generation. I, I believe in them. So anything I can do, please reach out to me. I want you to seriously think about it and, and, and ask whatever it is you, you need. What is it that the average person, the listener, can give right now? What do you need them yeah. to do? No, I, I love your offer, Glenn. And I, anybody listen, go to yaf.org slash long game. We'll send you a copy. Uh, it's a great 12-point action plan. If you're a student, we'd love to plug you in to any of our conferences, our seminars, in particular because the one thing we hear from students over and over again is that when they get together at our events, when they hear our speakers, when they come to our conferences, when they come to the Reagan Ranch, they say, I had no idea. I thought I was alone. I, I thought, and that's what the left's trying to do. They're mm-hmm. trying to marginalize and minimize. Uh, we, we're not only helping students, we're helping parents. We're helping professors. We're helping educators. There's a lot more of us out there than even in academia, uh, even in K-12 education. There's a lot more conservatives or at least people just want to teach the truth. So yaf.org slash long game. Get your free copy. We'd love to send it to you. If you're a student, we'd love to engage you. If you know a student, your family, friends, neighbors, help us plug them in. If you're just a concerned citizen, help us recruit others maybe a financial gift, whatever it might be, help us get in this fight. There's too much at stake to sit on the sidelines. We need everyone in the game if we're going to restore this great republic that we love. 
Talking to Scott Walker, um, back in one minute, I want to talk to you, Scott, a little bit about uh, the labor unions and what Joe Biden is doing on that front and how do we fight it. You kind of know that. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Last week, Russia made some alarming statements about the United States. They started making direct threats to our economy, um, and all of them were involved in cyber threats and infrastructure. You know, I read a story today about how we think it was Israel that uh, blew up the um, uh, the cascading. I want to say generators, but they're not the uh, cascading. How are they making? Uh, what are those things called, uh, Stu? That uh, that um, centrifuges the cascading centrifuges. Yeah, centrifuges. Uh, yeah, of course. And thank you. You didn't know. Uh, and how Israel apparently blew them up in the nuclear facility. It looks like it was a power outage and it was a cyber attack and just cut all of the power and it just destroyed everything that's what russia is talking about it and we shouldn't we we shouldn't take threats like that lightly um they you know i think they're going to push into ukraine and when the russians mean business uh they are good at hacking and they are good at marching into places like ukraine one thing they cannot influence is the price of uh, precious metals please consider having some of your money some of your 401k or whatever in precious metals gold or silver i don't know what lasts in the end i know historically in all of recorded history people return to gold and silver maybe it's different this time but that's what everybody always thinks gold line call them right now right now they're offering six percent in free metals delivered directly to your door with qualifying self-directed ira orders for retirement accounts they're waiting to hear from you so call 866 gold line 866 gold line or goldline.com 866 gold line or goldline.com 10 seconds station id We're with uh, Scott Walker from YAF, uh, and I, I, I want to change uh, the topic a little bit to, I, I saw an interview with Thomas Sowell the other day where he said, uh, I, I think we are at the point of no return uh, with Joe Biden, that this election was the point of no return. I can't think that way or I'll just shut down entirely. Um, but he is doing things that are truly remarkable, Scott, as you know. One of them is he's creating good union-paying jobs. The, the Amazon just voted against unionizing. I don't think the American people are with unions, but everything in this government, especially the teachers' union, is being set up to unionize America. How do we fight this? Well, you got to keep making the case, and, and we've got to do it at all levels, federal, state, and local, uh, and, and even in the private sector. Amazon was a, a big win, I think, in the big narrative out there. When you talk, that was a success that happened despite Biden being on the wrong side of it. Conversely, we saw the horrific actions of, of Biden on the Keystone Pipeline actually hurting good-paying American union jobs, uh, but private sector jobs. When they say unions, what they really mean is they want government unions, uh, big government union bosses to be in charge. They're the ones 
who are dictating to our schools across America that they can't be open even after teachers are being vaccinated. We have to keep telling the story over and over again that unions aren't the answer, that they're the problem increasingly across this country. We've got to make that case. We've got to stand up. And it's why on this and even on H.R. 1, the big Crooked Politician Act, uh, we got to make sure that, that we reinforce, particularly if you live in West Virginia or you live in Arizona, we need those two, if not other senators, to stand up against the filibuster mm-hmm. until we can get reinforcements in after the 2020 election and, and actually provide a counter message to this radical agenda that Joe Biden is pushing. I've only got a couple of minutes, but I, I, I can't leave without talking about the teachers union because you have a good record of going against the teachers union. They are relentless and powerful. Uh, they're not going back to school until things are completely safe. I, I'm beginning to believe that they want things uh, not to return to normal until they have all of these radical critical theory pieces in in place. Uh, is, do you think there's anything to that? Why are they not going back to school? Sorry, we've got about 30 I seconds. I do, and I don't think it's the average teacher. We've got friends who are teachers who are it's, it's driving them crazy doing all this stuff on Zoom. It's absolutely nuts. It makes no sense, but it's the union bosses. It's all about power. Um, again, when they've been vaccinated, when the CDC said it's safe not only for students but for staff to go back, I do think, I agree with you, Glenn, this is part of a larger strategy. Yeah. See it all over the that's place. that's why we need long-term strategy that you are doing yaf.org slash long game scott walker thanks for being a part of the program yaf.org slash long game all right back in uh just a second let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's patriot mobile um there is i'm when we come back i'm going to show you a website that tells you which companies are in line with you and which companies are in line with the left Uh, The one thing that is very, very clear is Big Mobile is aligned with the left, uh, and it is really important now more than ever right now that you start doing business with companies that are offering you the same kind of service, you know, as good, if not better service at a better price, but stands with your morals, even if it's an, an even exchange. I think even if it's a worse exchange, stand with the companies that are standing with you. Here's a great company where you'll save money, you'll get the same service, uh, you help design the uh, plan. It's premier activation right now. They'll set the phone up for you. Get out of big, uh, big phone right now. Offer code Beck at PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code there is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription now to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to send you to something that I haven't seen in a couple of years. Uh, I met the uh, creators of this when it first, uh, when it was just a germ of an idea. It's called Second Vote. And it is the idea is you can vote, but then you got to vote with your dollars and your feet, too. And so what they do is they go and they score all of these companies um, and uh, you can see which companies are in bed with the left and which ones are in the right and which ones are moderate. Um, It'll show you how difficult it is to boycott things when you go there, but it can help you if you want to send a message. Second, that's. 2nd, second, vote.com. 2ndvote.com. 
if you look at all of these things, I mean, uh, it's it is it is crazy. AARP, perfect liberal score. Alamo, perfect. American Express, American Federation of Teachers, Apple, Bank of America, Bath of Wadi Body Works, Ben and Jerry's, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, BP, Bravo, Cartoon Network, Cinemax, CNN, Coca-Cola, Cricket Wireless, DirecTV, Enterprise Holdings, Facebook, Ford, General Electric, General Motors, Google, HBO. I'm still on perfect scores. IBM. Then there's iHeartRadio, which doesn't make sense because Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and Glenn Beck are part of iHeart. Intel, Johnson & Johnson, Kellogg's, Kraft Heinz, Levi's, Lyft, Minute Maid, Morgan Stanley, National Car Rental, National Education Association, NBC, NBC Universal, Pearson Education, Prudential Financial, <laughs> Samsung, Shell. I mean... You no longer can buy any products, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I am not giving up Cinemax. Uh, I just like I know. Uh, slow, oh, I know. seductive I know. saxophone music too much. All right. <laughs> so anyway, you can use this. Uh, it's a great resource on how to take action, how to act, how to shop. Uh, and I think it kind of works really where, uh, for either side, but it was really for conservatives, built by conservatives, for conservatives. Um, <clears throat> and it's astounding when you actually look into these companies and it is more important than ever uh to on secondvote.com to vote green not red if you will that's 2ndvote.com secondvote.com all right uh what was else? there was something else Stu, we wanted to mention here oh we have brian lilly on with us brian uh is you know, kind of a big deal up in Canada. He's a Canadian uh, broadcaster and and uh, and news authority, if you will. We've known him forever, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what's going on with the restrictions and COVID. And have you all lost your mind, Brian, up in Canada? Well, Glenn, if we were on TV instead of radio, it'd be blinking subliminal messages to you to come and rescue me because we have been we're held hostage here. Uh, yeah, in some ways, we've lost our minds. We've got uh, a never-ending stream of public health authorities employed by the government, um, different government ministers at different levels, all saying we've got to lock down. When we do lock down, there's a never-ending parade of Twitter doctors and uh, TV doctors who are out there saying you're not locking down hard enough and the government's killing everyone. Uh, And so it doesn't seem to matter what the government does. We've always got to lock down harder, shut down more things, kill off more businesses. But on Friday here in, in Ontario, they brought in some restrictions for our province that were Uh, seen as going a step too far for the laptop class, the people who have been happy and supportive of all these lockdowns, you know, they were fine with, you know, shut down Joe's restaurant. That's great. Can't go to the florist. Who cares? I don't want to send my wife flowers anyway. Shut down all these businesses. I'm good with that. Wait a minute. Golf. I have a tea time Saturday. And they lost their collectivist minds. Hmm. Okay. So um, apparently, the the governor uh, implemented new restrictions. Anyone leaving their house can now be stopped and ID'd and ask where they're going and why. And if they don't comply, they can be fined or arrested. Is that true? 
Well, it was for a few hours, but uh, a lot of us stood up and said, we don't want to live in California. And, uh, <laughs> and so that was walked back. I, I, look, I mentioned the TV doctors and the Twitter doctors, and I mean that. We've got, you know, beyond our national um, uh, news networks that are based here and are you know, solidly on the left, we've got localized ones uh, that are just focused on the Toronto area, you know, about six million people. Um, and they constantly have a parade of doctors who allegedly are running intensive care units filled with COVID patients, but are also simultaneously on TV nonstop saying, if we don't have a Melbourne-style lockdown, then we're all going to die. And in Melbourne, in Australia, what they did was they closed the parks, they closed the golf courses, they closed ski hills. They, you couldn't go within uh, about a three-mile limit of your home. The police could stop and check you. And, and the doctors were all advocating for this. And then when you know, Premier Doug Ford brings it in, they all screamed and said, this is horrible. How can you do this to us? Yeah, I, I've been advocating against this for a long time. So I wrote a, a column for the Toronto Sun smacking them down pretty hard. And in less than 24 hours, they, they walked that back. But, you know, i got to say, every single... I'm looking at the numbers you guys have and the numbers they have in, in New York State even, and every single bad decision that local governments across the country have to make is because our, our prime minister, the, uh, the Prince of Woke, Justin Trudeau, didn't get his vaccines. You guys are getting vaccines. It's working. Old people are no longer dying. And uh, we just didn't get the the adequate supply. You can't <clears throat> you can't buy them from us. Um, well, uh, just just like Don, Donald Trump had instituted export uh, restrictions on uh, vaccines leaving the United States, and uh, of course he was a big mean bad orange man right. for doing that, and, and he had to be punished and go away. But the new guy who's in charge, who's very pale and white and has white hair and very white teeth, he's good for keeping the same policy. <laughs> we, we, we have actually received. So Biden has kept the same policy. You guys have an abundance of Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, the only vaccines we've been able to get from the United States are um, uh, about one and a half million uh, doses of AstraZeneca, which you haven't even approved yet. And they were about to expire. So Biden's like... Yeah, you can have these, but you'll give me your doses later on. We're Holy getting cow. doses from, from Europe, and it, it, it's been sporadic. This uh, is insane. I don't think Americans it, even know this. That's insane that we're across the you, board. I mean, you can have all our Johnson & Johnson stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? We're going to take it. I know you will. I know you will. We're going um, to take it because you know, we, we just don't have anything because Trudeau screwed up. And by the way... Um, there's a, uh, a doctor at uh, the Federation of American Scientists in Washington, D.C., who was tweeting this morning about how crazy it is that our international airports are still open the way they are with flight after flight landing with COVID-infected passengers because you have to get a COVID test when you land. Well, at least you don't have the, the southern border on fire like we do. You know, <laughs> I mean, it could be worse, Brian. Look at it that way. Tell me what's yeah. happening with, uh, with the practice of religion up there because, I mean... Do people in Canada care? Because it doesn't seem like it when the, the the Canadian government just comes in and takes churches over, uh, puts pastors in prison. I mean, is that a big story in Canada? 
It, it is and it isn't. Um, you know, our, our our media, for the most part, are, are secular. Uh, it depends on where you are uh, and what the restrictions are. So, you know, we've had capacity restrictions of um, about 15%. It used to be 10 people in the church here in Toronto. And I, I live across the street from this giant, gorgeous, old Catholic church that can probably say six to 700 easily. Well, well, and there's a bunch of those in town. And the, uh, the Cardinal Archbishop got a hold of, uh, uh, of Premier Ford and said, 10 people in my church makes no sense. We need to be at fire code capacity, just like restaurants, just like retail. So they allowed that. As of today, it goes back to 10 because our case numbers have gone up. Uh, out in Alberta is where they, they arrested um, uh, a pastor. They have, uh, you know, there have been different things where different local police authorities have tried to shut down drive-in churches where people have shown up and not left their car, and their cars are required to be more than six feet mm-hmm. apart with the windows up. So, yeah, you've got people who are being overly heavy-handed. It's almost always just portrayed as, look at the crazy Christian showing up. Uh, Brian, I'd love to talk to you some more. We're up against the clock, but please let us know how we can help. Uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're barely, uh, you know, holding our head above water here, but... Goodness, man. vaccines. We, <laughs> yeah. Well, we should. We should. I don't have any pull in the White House, but uh, thank no. you so much. I appreciate thank it, you. Brian. You bet, all Brian right. Lilly. Uh, all right. Our uh, sponsor this half hour. I can't. I, just, I mean, getting your arms around this is just uh, truly astonishing. All right. Let me tell you uh, about American financing. Uh, mortgage rates are starting to rise. Great news. Federal Reserve has promised. Now, they've pinky sworn that they're committed to keeping the funds rate low for the next two years. And what more insur- uh, assurance do you need? I-, I-, I tell you, until the government starts stops printing free money, uh, you're not going to see those interest rates go up um, because the banks aren't loaning any money. Uh, and the government wants that money out there being spent to buy new shoes. Anyway. Uh, I don't trust the Fed. I don't trust the government. If you're looking for a loan, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. Small business loans are, are pretty much stopped. In fact, I think it was J.P. Morgan Chase that said, no more business loans. We will not make them until the government stops with the PPP. So it's going to get harder and harder to get a loan. Please consider a consolidation loan. Please consider, if you're getting a new mortgage, to at least call American financing and see what kind of a rate they can get you. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. So if you're getting a new mortgage, you're getting a refi on your old mortgage without resetting the uh, term of the loan, or you're just trying to get some credit card companies off your back or prepare for the future and make sure that you don't have all that debt to pay for with double digit interest rates. Call American Financing. They're waiting for your call right now. 800-906-2440 can help you no matter where you are in the country. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 888-727-BECK. So they're in the final arguments. Um, and... At- 
do you see a scenario where where Minnesota doesn't burn to the ground? I, I think there's a chance that he could be found with first degree murder, which isn't even charged first degree murder, and they'd still burn it down. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they could they could charge him with international genocide, and they yeah. still they still burn it down. Because I think still even if they it got, it seems like even if these activists get what they want, they're just going to burn it down at a celebration. Yeah, so it's going to be like after a sporting event victory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I tell you, uh, Maxine Waters, mm. she should be impeached. She should be impeached. Uh, you know, uh, she should be banned from Facebook and all social media. Donald Trump never said the things that she said this weekend. She was inciting violence and riots uh, on Saturday that unless he's convicted of murder, no manslaughter, anything else, you've got to intensify your actions. Well, how do you intensify burning half the city down? Yeah. Well, they're going to go to a gun show and use that loophole to buy a nuke. What do you I mean? <laughs> how do you intensify that? Right. He's charged with three things. Uh, he is charged with th- second degree unintentional murder, second Which degree manslaughter, is a, is and third a degree Minnesota, murder. It's a Minnesota thing. Their murder charges are not like murder charges elsewhere. Yeah. Unintentional murders. A person can be charged with second degree unintentional murder. Um, if, uh, if, if the death is caused without intent, quote, without intent. while intentionally inflicting or attempting to afflict bodily harm upon the victim when the perpetrator is restrained under an order for protection. Okay, so, the, so this is a cop that they would have to prove that he wanted to hurt him. He wasn't just trying to hold him down. He wanted to hurt him, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Otherwise, it's manslaughter. Mm-hmm. And that's where what's her name said it can't be manslaughter. It's got to be murder. Yep. And then so the, how do you how do you prove that he wanted to do it? Well, he didn't want that. That's the unintentional part. But again, forget forget whether he actually is guilty of that specifically. If the freaking headline reads he's guilty of an unintentional crime, that city burns to the ground. To the ground. There's just it has to it absolutely the only possible way out of these three things would be third degree murder but that sounds so weak is there it sounds any like ch- nothing is there any chance if you owned a store where riots have happened or around the courthouse or anything that you wouldn't have a moving truck with anything valuable that wasn't insured in front of that oh you're that place right now you're nuts if you don't have it out of there already you know, yeah. all these, all these, you know, everyone's like, I can't believe the, these conservatives saying they're going to burn the city to the ground. It's interesting how all the businesses there are boarding up their windows. I wonder why they're doing that. Just, just, I mean, just too much sun. What, what's the, is that it in Minnesota? Just too much sun coming through those windows. It's a little too bright to do business inside. Let us put some plywood up against the windows. Well, I mean, the plywood, you put that up, you know, because it, maybe it is too bright at night when everything's burning. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Uh, we're going to be watching it. We're going to spend some time on this subject tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, and we'll see. Nothing will happen to Maxine Waters. Uh, but she said all the things they accused Trump of saying that he never said. And most likely nothing will happen to her. And I fear... Minneapolis, God bless you, man. I, I think you're just gonna you're gonna have a tough week if they come back and uh, convict of anything other than he's the Antichrist. This is the Glenn Beck program.